Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and, well, I'm alone right now. Uh, this is a solo intro I'm doing just to introduce the show, because uh, we lost the audio for the beginning of the session with the three of us. So, I'm just going to tell you we're a podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, specifically the TV anime. Uh, and this week, specifically, we're going to be talking about the second episode of Golden Wind, called Bucciarari is Coming. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, we're going to read some emails. So now we're going to fade into where the three of us actually read some emails. It takes like half an hour, so if you just want to hear us talk about the episode, skip ahead. Uh, but don't skip ahead, because then you're a bad person. Never mind. Bye. When you walk through the garden, you got to watch your back. All right, for our first email, this is from, how do they sign it? This is from Josh, and the title Hi, is... Josh. Hey, Josh. Blast from the past. Hello. Hey, guys. Number one Oklahoma fan here again. Love the first part five ep you guys put out. Did I sing to this guy already about Oklahoma? Uh, you may have. I think I we have a few did. Oklahomers. Okay, fine. Oklahoma, home of Hanson. Is it true? Yeah. Oh. They have a beer company now. Yeah, and their beer is called mm, Hops. That's not a joke, everybody. Look it up. Don't don't you dare laugh. I also heard that it's good. Anyway, very surreal that part five is actually happening, but I digress. I'm mostly emailing you because I recently caught up with part four with my boyfriend, and there are a lot of things I noticed that show how much love went into the part four anime and how much DP loves foreshadowing. Like what, Josh? Right off the bat, in the beginning of part four, when Jotaro is in the taxi, the radio goes to static as they pass the radio tower, and the driver mentions that that signal always gets better after you get past it, perhaps foreshadowing Superfly, you know, the guy in the pylon. The second thing I noticed is that in Red Hot Chili Pepper part two, Akira Otoyoshi, shut up, Miles, don't do it. (laughs) Akira Otoyoshi uses his stand to steal all the power from Morio. There's a scene of people at a crosswalk when the traffic light goes out and Kira is clearly seen in the crowd. That one I knew about. Third, and this is small, when Josuke and Joseph are running to the baby supply store with Shizuka, there's a tiny scene where an off-screen Rohan hands some manga pages to his editor at the cafe shown in the Rohan OVA and in John Kemboy's episode. Last but not least, when Hazamata is talking to Koichi in the next episode about overhearing people talking about Rohan living in Morio, he's standing in the bookstore that Rohan is in when he punches John Kemboy in the face. In addition to that, one of the people he hears talking is Masato Kinoto, Cheap Tricks, OG stand user, and Rohan's architect. I know this email is long, but I think it's impressive how much of the back half of part four was foreshadowed by the first by the front half. Nice. I think you read that very well, Mark. BTW. Joseph is so oh God. You, you jinxed me. I have to sneeze. Do it. Bless you, bless you. Do it on do it into the mic. Jackie ruined it. Bless you. BTW, Joseph is so decrepit in part four because he's no longer using Hamon to keep himself young since Dio is dead and he was the last vampire, making Hamon pretty much useless. How does he know he's the last vampire? We don't know that. That's right, we don't know. Also, since you talked about Koichi's stand and its acts, there's a way of remembering that I saw that I enjoyed. Act one, the sound of your words. Act two, the power of your words. Act three, the weight of your words. Oh, I like it. Sound, power, and weight. Also, Act 3 is supposed to be a 90s rapper, hence the rhyming of 3 and Freeze and the foul mouth nature along with his but outfit. But I, I don't like it. Okay, that's everything <laughs> from your Oki fan, Josh. P.S. I'm horny for Zipper Man. Oki? Go Sooners! 
Actually, I don't Wait. care about college. Go Thunder! Thanks, Miles. Uh, let me see if this is okay. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Uh, okay, Jackie's going to read this next one. Ha <laughs> This is from 8-Bit. Thanks, 8-Bit. Hello, 8-Bit. All right. 8-Bit. Is this 8-Bit? You're sure this is it? Yeah, it's 8-Bit. Okay. 8-Bit says, Hey, JJBP crew. It's been a while since I've written in, but I'm still listening to the new eps as they come out. I've been pretty busy lately with a second job and getting ready to move. It'll be two and a half weeks away when you read this. Probably longer at this point. But yeah. Um, Since I'm writing this before the new episode of Golden Wind comes out, I still haven't heard or seen Fighting Gold, but I have high hopes for it. It, It's written by the same duo who did the OP for Evangelion, so it should be incredible. Oh, interest. Wait, the the theme? Yeah. Wait, the Zahun Koku note. That stop, one? stop it. Yeah, that <laughs> one. Yeah, the one we heard just now is written by the same people that wrote... Uh, that, the one, that opening? Yeah. That song you did the last time we did karaoke? Yeah. Yep, we did that. And like after a verse, we were like, oh shit, we have to Google the rest of the verses. Is the email over? Are you still ready? Uh, let's see. Also, I'm a tourist too. I didn't Yay. really know what that... I don't really know what that means, but it's an interesting coincidence. It means both of our parents had sex in like June. It means... Both of them. <laughs> Unless you're... You know, premature. I was a little premature. Yeah, you can tell. Not a lot. Hey, what? <laughs> it means you're cool. Like you're a little, you're yeah. a little undercooked. <laughs> Hope wow. to write in more often. Al dente. <laughs> Hope to write in more often. Eight bit. P.S. We're all horny for Bruno. <laughs> People love Bruno. I love Bruno. Which one's Bruno? Bruno's the, the licky guy. The, licky the guy. bowl cut. Yeah. yeah. With with zipper man as his stand. He's okay. <laughs> zipper man. Um. Yes, I, I really liked the new opening. I thought it was really good. It was better than I thought. I thought it was good, and I liked the animation to go with it, too. It reminded me of, like, a James Bond movie. This is the next one. Yeah, it, it did feel very James Bondish. Um, and, yeah, I feel like... Yeah, Wait, the, what are we talking about, the opening? Yeah. Uh, I wrote down, everyone is sexy. That's what I wrote everyone down. Everyone is sexy. But you could kind of tell because of it that Bruno is going to end up being a friend because and he was beautiful. in it so much. Yeah, and beautiful. Everyone is beautiful. I think... I. I, at first, I was like, this might be... My, I, I, I don't know how to feel about any of this. So the first episode that I saw, I was like, I don't know if I like this. And now, well, then early on to this episode, I was like, I think this is the best arc. And then later, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I, I don't either. And now I'm like, everybody is sexy and I like that. So it's just a very sexy show. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get there. We have another email. And it's like, I feel like no matter what genders you're attracted to, I feel like you could be attracted to people in this show. Yep. You know? That's why we're so horny right now. (laughs) You could be be into stands. Their gender is, who knows? That's true. P.S. listeners. Some stands are sexy and they're not even humanoid. True. Uh, For me. Just for you. Not the animals. Let me let me clarify. Not you, animal things. You love No, no, no. I like the ones that look like uh uh like Lovecraftian can't describe the horror. I like that electric tower. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? Isn't that a thing where like you're sexually attracted to buildings or something? Do you know uh, what I'm talking about? No, I wouldn't know. Yeah. You don't really you don't like rub up against something when you're waiting for the no, light to I've change. No, I've never done that. Uh-huh. Did you see me do that? What we call it uh ed- edif- edification frottage? Something like that. You can read the next email. It's fine. This email is from Aaron. A. Aaron. 
Sup, JJBP crew. Not much. I was presently, I think you meant pleasantly, surprised by the song they chose for the ED. What is ED? Erectile function? Uh, it's it like the ending credits. Oh. It's OP and ED. Opening and ending? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I like Fine. how David Productions always finds diverse genre slash styles of music for their end credits. Anyways... What would have been your alternative ED song picks for Golden Wind? I always like when y'all talk music. Can't wait for everyone's thoughts on Ep 2, Arrivederci. P.S. Zipperman is a stupid name. Just call him Zipperfingers for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's a good point, really. Why? Zipperman. Wait, why is that a good point? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll talk okay. about it. We'll talk okay. about it. Okay. But Zipperman is a stupid name. Zip- it's just like the thing that he does, man. Just like yeah. Power Man. Just the it's, thing that he it's, does. It's almost as bad as Boy Man Man, the, the yeah. fucking rock, Ugh. paper, scissors stand. Um, my you alternate... Could call, you could call... Um, um, what's his name? Platinum. What's his name? Star Platinum. You can call Star, Star Platinum. Platinum Fast Man. Right. Fast Man. Drawing Man. <laughs> I think Drawing the, Man. Binocular guy. <laughs> I think for the ending, they could have used the beginning of Purple Rain. It would have had the same sort mm. of feel as uh, uh, the Pat Metheny song, like sort of slow and calm. But it has it to be out. like 2000s era. Does it? Right? They typically go around or, or like, like late 90s. So it depends how you look at it because this this manga ran from 95 to 99. Oh, it this takes, is the 90s. It takes place in 01. People had said for a long time they really wanted it to be Gangster's Paradise. I want it to be, this is oh. this is almost a joke. I think Weezer would have but been But also good. kind of serious. Liquid Dreams by O-Town. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That's disgusting. <laughs> or, I don't know, I'm thinking Sexy Liquid for some reason. So uh, like... Late 90s. Oh, what's that Janet Jackson and Busta Rhymes video? Yeah, what is that one? I don't know. Miles, help us out. I don't I Be don't the know. tiebreaker of people who don't know. Janet Jackson would be good because her style sometimes looks like Janet JoJo's. Jackson and Busta Rhymes. Mark is looking it up. Um, another one. What's it gonna be? Ah, okay. That but, one. But is that, that song doesn't have to do with liquid, does it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, Waterfalls <laughs> by uh, TLC. Right. I think that would work. I said in 2001, one of the top 100 was Hemorrhage by Fuel. Thought that would be good if you guys know that song. Nope. Maybe you don't. That one's like leave life bleeding in my hands. Is there a nineties? Or leave love bleeding. I don't know. Is there a nineties song about sexy men? Um they could have just done It's Raining Men. It's But that's old. It's true. That's seventies ish. But sexy dudes. It's probably like a boys boys to men song. I would love it if it oh, was oh, oh, Kiss th- Me by Sixpence None the Richer. That would be good. Oh what a that's good a song. Good one. That's so nostalgic for me. I just played Zelda 64 that whole like summer and learned about how to make websites. Because this is 1999, right? Like that's yeah. the sort of era. Okay. Torn, torn by Natalie. Ooh. Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. This has I'm, been sure, I'm sure I could, we could keep going. Late 90s talk. I want one about sexy men, though. Sexy men. Or just people. Just, uh, just people. people. Sexy people. Uh, because okay. all of these men could also be women or whatever. They could be, they don't have to have a gender and they're just great and hot and wonderful. Yep. I'm I, all about it. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. okay fine. I mostly wish they had breasts, but okay, that fine. is all I need. 
Oh, Summer Girls by LFO. Oh, no. I think Liquid no. Dreams works. I don't Summer know Girls is a terrible song. I used to love that song. When I was, I was growing up, oh I, would, my God. I would stay up and listen for the Z109 at 9 to see if it was number one. Like oh when it was a big God. hit, I was like, please let it be number one. I love that song. Did you also like uh, Steal My Sunshine by Len? No. Remember that song? Apparently they just used it in Peter Rabbit, <laughs> that movie. Cool. Uh, this is another email. I, my, my final vote goes for Liquid Dreams, I think. All right. Because it's a bad song, but I don't know. It works. It's about, it's about wet dreams. No. <laughs> oh That's what it's God. about. Sure. Too much. I dream about a girl who's a mix of Destiny's Child, just a little bit of Madonna's Wild Style, with Janet Jackson's smile. With I a body like Jennifer, you've got the star of my liquid dreams. My liquid dreams. Oh my gosh. I think actually any boy band would work he, as well. But anyway, I'm sorry. He, he worries about a spoiler in this email, but I, I've i mentioned it already, so it's fine. Okay, but it's probably a spoiler. But I'll read it anyway. Uh, who is this person? What is uh, their name? Mike. 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 Hello, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. Uh, Mike says, hey, y'all. Long time listener, first time emailer. Oh, long time, first time. Nice. Uh, being fans of this incredible but often flawed anime, you three have been made aware of Araki's tendency to set up rules or ideas in different parts and then just kind of forget about them. We saw it with the coffin that saved uh, Edina and Lisa Lisa at the end of Phantom Blood. In part three, the same coffin is fished up from the bottom of the ocean with Dio alive in it. That's a good point. Were there two coffins? Hmm. Oh, is it the same coffin? Well, Wait, there was only one coffin. Remind me how they were saved with a coffin? They, they were, were, fa- in a, they they were, were found in a coffin, in a coffin yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Was he in a hidden compartment like it's a magician's coffin? There's probably two coffins. And then, then they, so they rescued them from this coffin. They were just like, let's toss it. Back. And they were just like, all right, close it up. It must have been two coffins. He Why continues. Coffins? He continues. Happens again in part three when bad boy Kakyoin uh, uses his stand ability to control the school nurse once and never uses it again. There's a bunch of these. Oh, that's when he like sticks his uh, tentacles inside her and controls her or something. Yeah. In her butt, Jackie. In her butt. In her where, where, wherever. Whatever. No. <laughs> uh, the assumption is that Araki would write himself into a corner or end up thinking of something better each time or would just genuinely forget and not care. I found that the most common reaction from the fandom is to shrug and resign oneself into accepting that, yeah, it's JoJo's, that happens. Uh, but a couple days ago, after watching the first two episodes of Vento Areo with my friend, one of those Araki Forgot moments finally made sense. The only Vento Areo translation that we had for a really long time was really badly translated. Yeah. And after reading the poor translation a few years ago, I somehow got it in my head that Gold's experience has two powers turn any inanimate object into a living thing and any damage gold's experience suffers is reflected back at the attacker Mm. like superfly did then araki promptly never brings up the latter power again probably because it's fucking nuts and broken but giorno's ability to reflect damage is shown abundantly in the anime to be tied to the living things he creates. Right, like uh, uh, Luca hits the frog with a shovel, uh, and the shovel hits him in the back of the head. And the thing with the fly today. Yeah. So, 
let's see. Wait, I'm, I don't understand what he's saying. So he's saying apparently, like it, any damage gold experience suffers is okay. So it's not. It's okay. So he, he's I, saying it's tied just to the objects. Right. Like he used to think that if you hurt gold experience, it would be reflected. Yeah. Which, which is, is broken because it means that even reaching the stand itself, you you're not actually gonna hurt it. Yeah. True. Um, anyway, so let's see. Oh, uh, sorry, real fast. But last time you talked about this, you were like, yeah, the damage reflection thing reminds me of something else. And you had mentioned part three. Were you thinking of Steely Dan about how he put stuff in Joseph's ear? Maybe. So that when... Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. If they would attack Steely Dan, Joseph would get hurt? Maybe. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I brought up the Superfly Tower and you were like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that. It was, yeah, you're right. Anyway, um, but Giordano's ability to reflect damage is shown abundantly in the anime to be tied with the living things he creates, which means Giorno and Gold's experience get hurt, the frogs and trees don't. For a really long time, this idea was poorly translated, and now, guys, it's like discovering a new color. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> Even if the idea is not played with enough going further into part five, at least they know that the damage reflection power is separate from gold experience, the punch ghost. The next thought I had was, not really spoiler, but sort of, uh, can they make King Crimson make sense? It's going to be a good couple months, y'all. I'm stoked for the anime and for the pod going forward. So, Mark, I'm assuming King Crimson is a thing. It's a thing. That is that is that the thing that everybody's like, it, it just works? Yes. Okay. Uh, I just want everybody to know, when I hear King Crimson, I'm picturing King K. Rule, and I don't know why, <laughs> but that's what I'm picturing. I, so Jackie, let's see how far it deviates. How Would you know that your, your sanity broke if we watched the anime and just a big fat fucking lizard <laughs> with a crown <laughs> shooting cannonballs was like the stand? Would you just know you had a psychic break? Psychotic break, not a psychic. And would you panic or would you just be like, okay. Wait, I'd be like, now I want a picture of grilled cheese. Why would this, I don't understand why this would because be bad. You must feel like that is a unique uh, like association that your brain is doing. So if you actually saw it happen, you would be like, what the fuck? Wouldn't you? No, I would think that I was actually psychic and I predicted it. Okay. That's what I would think. Oh. Anyway, he goes on. Um, what are some of your favorite Araki Forgot moments and Why? Also, there are so many good memes coming up in part five, and one of my favorite Araki forgot moments is in part six when it inevitably what? What? gets adapted. Mark won't let me read it. He almost covered my eyes. <laughs> part six, when it inevitably... Ined- uh, fuck. Inevitably. When it inevitably gets adapted, involving a character being one sex when introduced and then being another one, and no one acknowledges it? That's awesome. Uh... <laughs> That's awesome. So I love this. We can talk about oh, it when, it, when it happens, which will be several years from now. I want now. that to happen all of the time. We're but not even going to be friends by then. It's a thing. I'm going to think it's every character now, though. They're going to introduce a character. I'm like, is that one? This is, we're not on part six <laughs> yet. Wait, wait, wait till part six. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I want this show to get even like weirder and more gender bendy and more... <laughs> check, check. <laughs> yes, okay. But like, you have to understand, when I say it gets weirder, like... What we mean is, you know how today we were kind of like, these powers are fucking weird. Yeah. It's like that. And you're like, what is happening in this fight? That's what I was, that's how I felt. I that, was like, what that, is happening? That's going to happen more. Okay, cool. Okay. Great. Um, you guys are one of my favorite podcasts. Thanks for being oh, silly. Oh, thank you. A fellow Thanks. North, a fellow North New Jerseyan, <gasps> hey, Mike. Mike. P.S. I'm horny. 
Is it our friend Mike? Is it just Mike that we hang, know? Hang it's not. With? It's not our friend Mike. It's a different Mike. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, he did. In, in North Jersey, there are a lot of Mikes. There what? are a lot of Who? Mikes. name fifty. There are nine. Nine. Mike is the most popular name at my job. We have nine Mikes. We what? have nine Mikes, and we have nine Kristens. Wow. wow, that's a lot of. People. Wow. That's and how many Steves? Mm, like one. It's really all mics. It's just we only hire mics. But anyway, wait, hold on. They ask a question. They ask, "What are your What are some of your favorite Araki forgot moments?" And oh, why? I don't know. I like in part four. I've mentioned it a lot when Josuke is like, "I have my hair like this because a man who looks exactly like I fucking do right now rescued me when my mom and I were stuck were stuck in the snow." And he had this haircut, and then it's just never brought up ever again. <laughs> what? They never explained that. That's so annoying. Yeah, because uh, it's definitely Araki started to think of a plot, and then was like, "Nah, it's not good." Um, other ones, know. ah, man, I haven't really thought about I it. I try to put them out of my mind. I think. I guess like Hamon. Yeah, I also. Put yeah, it out of my I, mind. I miss Hamon. I just Hamon wish the just, show was more internally consistent. It would make me feel better. It is. I don't know. It. Yes and no. There are things about the fact that it is sort of just like. Uh, just throwing shit out there. Random that I that I do appreciate. That you're like, That's true. All right. What he read Time magazine this month or whatever. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. There's an episode all about the Gulf War. What's the Gulf War? Oh, Gulf War. I thought you said Gulf War. And I was like, oh. <laughs> the Gulf War was a Sega Nintendo game. It Sega was, Nintendo. Is that is that all of the um, What are you, fifty eight? Mark, is that all of the letters? Uh I believe so. Let me double check. Double though. check. Also on Twitter, uh, some guy called uh, you the two of you daddies, and then they were like, "What about Jackie?" Miles said Jackie can be your daddy too, and I wrote Jaddy. So I'm a Jaddy, just so everyone knows. Jackie's name now is Jaddy. I'm Jaddy. You should have introduced me as Jaddy. We got to do the intro over. Yeah, we uh, should do this whole episode over. <laughs> to be this, honest, this whole episode over and just call me. My, I'm changing my name to Jaddy. Okay. Now that we've talked about everything on our minds for the last entire week, we should talk about the episode. We should talk about Bucciarari. Which episode? Is coming. The one we just watched like an hour ago. Oh, which one is it? Oh, my God. Uh, so this is episode 116, or Golden Wind episode 2. That's my lucky number. Okay, so this episode actually starts with what technically came before in the chapter order. I guess they wanted to get a bunch of action out in episode one and then double back. That's true. I like this structure. And then show uh, some of Giorno's uh, childhood. But wait a minute. The intro had arrows. What does that mean, Mark? Well, you don't remember the arrows in part four? Yeah, but there are arrows in this arc. They didn't go away. There's arrows everywhere. What do you... I mean, maybe they're important, Jackie. They're telling know. you where to go. Jackie, they're here. They're not going anywhere. So Araki didn't forget about the arrows. That's ja- He Good did point. not forget about the arrows. Great. I'm assuming that anything we knew previously like might not apply. So <laughs> That's a good point. The rules just start over and we're re- we learn- relearning them now. Like I was surprised Koichi had the same stand. I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you thought he'd be on act four and it's, yeah. like a, it's a fucking bus. Yeah. Ah, uh, shit. That has nothing to do with sound. The whole, like, forgetting thing reminded me of something, and I forgot it. Sarah Marshall. The whole coming up up with ideas and then forgetting them. And he's like, what's your favorite forgot thing? I was like, oh, that reminds me. And then we talked about stuff, and now I forgot it. This podcast is about dementia. (laughs) Woke up feeling so... I don't don't remember anymore. I don't remember how I felt. This is the darkest JoJo backstory. Is it? I think so. He's getting... He's getting abused by his huh. by his adopted oh, of, father. Of like JoJo's? That's his true. His mother is neglectful. Yep. 
dad is a vampire. Never met his biological dad. Uh, so yeah, which is probably lucky for him. So the narrator says that uh, this woman, Japanese woman, um, who wait, oh, uh, oh yes, no. So we get a narrator, and the narrator's like. Dio usually uses women for food, but somehow he fucked his food, and here we are. <laughs> Does that ever get explained? I doubt it. <laughs> like, wh- what was special about this lady that she didn't get murdered? No, would you like to know what her name was? Debbie. Um, well, I would, because we don't know it. She doesn't have a name. Aww. Oh. Jordan, those mom. Yeah, she's just a generic no Japanese bad mom. Japanese bad mom. Got it. Check. You, but from Europe? No. No? Was she just a tourist? Did they, did they say where they met? I don't know. Because Dio raised, went all over. Was, she, was he raised in Japan or was he raised no, in No, I think they Europe. moved later to Italy. Hmm. Italia. Yeah, because he wasn't an Italian citizen until his stepfather became Italian, apparently. Um, so, yeah. And he's like, oh, it's weird that women survive. Anyway, they didn't go into, like, why did she survive or whatever. Yeah. Did so, you think Dio got on a plane and was like, I forgot to kill that woman? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. Yeah. Um, Interesting. He only takes the red eye. So he was like, all right, I'm going to Otherwise eat, he'll die. I'm going to eat this. I I'm get gonna, it. Yeah. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to fuck this and not kill it. That's it. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, nice. And Giorno's mom does not really look after him. She goes clubbing when he's two years old sitting in his crib. That's how I act when I'm at the buffet, by the way. What? Um, I choose some foods I eat, some foods I fuck. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> true, true, true. Which, okay. Which ones do you fuck? That's what I was going to ask. Is all it right. the jello? It's the rice. What? Whoa. Yeah, it's warm. It, they're so granular. Oh. Don't don't king shame me. No, it's like right. a whole a whole bucket of rice. Yeah, but it's still like it's uh, whatever. Let's stop it. Um <laughs> so she goes clubbing and there's a scene that where she's like putting on lipstick and she's like, "I don't care. My kid's not going to chain me down." And then the narrator basically says that Jorno was She was like, "I still want to go out." <laughs> the Jorno is so disturbed basically that he doesn't even cry. He just sits there shaking in his crib at night cuz he knows no one will come help him. He's just a sad, scared, lonely child. I mean, just a little baby. Is there a sadder child Jojo? I don't think so. Let's I think you're right. Think about it. I mean, Jonathan's dad was murdered and yeah and his dog him. was murdered and so he had kind of a shitty childhood because True. but only because dio was his bro and like his his like not like his step bro and like uh but for he, the first he, like, like kissed his girlfriend and stuff but for the first good. like nine or ten years however old he is he, they're okay i think he has a strict father okay, but he has fine. a pretty happy life he's, he's still fabulously fuck. wealthy yeah, I, I might put him at second worst though okay all right who else do we got we got him josuke has no dad he, he has a dad, but he's a... Oh, no, no, no. His, well, Josuke's dad, is, Joseph, is just gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jo, How's Joseph's life? His life is fine. Joseph's okay. life? What were his parents like? We don't know. Oh, he his dad like, died in world in a world war. He was raised by his uh, grandma? Yeah, but they have a great relation. Right, yeah. His yeah. mom left to go learn about breathing or whatever. And oh, right. he was raised by... That's I don't true. remember. His grandma... Yeah, his mom name? left to raise a different Italian man. Lisa Lisa's story is sad, right? She got married and her uh, husband her, died. Her upbringing... Well, we don't know. It might have been good. Would have been with... Uh, oh, she was raised by... What's his face? Edina... No. And, and Speedwagon? No, Straits. She was raised by Straits. Straits. So that's fine, too. But then he becomes a piece of shit, but that's not childhood. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Jotaro's might... Jotaro had a neglectful father, but his mom is really sweet. Yeah. So. He, he loves his mom. They secretly. just know that he had a bit of a rough childhood because he's able to fight despite being like eight when he's like shrunken down to size mm. by uh, Alessi, that pervert. 
Um, All right. So uh, yeah, okay. Jordan though definitely had the worst childhood. Miles wins. is right. And his dad is like the biggest asshole, right? Well, his stepfather. No, he, well, both. Well, yeah, Dio. <laughs> his biological dad and know. his stepfather. I, I think He's never had a father figure. Dio had a lot of good ideas. All the JoJo's no! have bad dads. <laughs> yeah, I've said this. Have, I've said yeah, this. they all yep. have daddy issues. They all have dad Aww. issues and many of, many of them have mother issues too. True. But specifically, they all have bad dads. I think Dio's a rad dad though. All right. This uh-huh. kid, every parent he's ever had has been bad. But Dio's parents were actually if Dio's not a Jojo, but his parents were the worst parents, right? True. His dad, I think, abused him. Or his him. situation was the Dio worst. Dio had a worse upbringing. He had the worst. He, he had, had a very the bad worst upbringing. upbringing. I mean, let's not compare suffering. <laughs> anyway, um, despite doing that for five minutes. Uh, so yeah, we know that Giordano's mom married an Italian man, so he's an Italian citizen. Uh, but the Italian man uh, would be like nice to him in public and stuff, but he would beat the hell out of him with a with a belt, with a strap. Um, and Jordan was also picked on by bullies because they were like, "Get out of here, you Japanese kid! We don't want you here." They didn't like that he would read other people's moods. Yeah, what was that about? Why is that bad? He would just like look at people and figure out what they were thinking because he was used to, I think, looking at his stepfather and trying to figure out what he was feeling. I think to wonder if he would get beaten. He just has uh. empathy. I kind of zoned out. Um, and then what happens? The kids picked on him and they like made fun of him for being Japanese. Yep. Racists. Jordan. All Italians are racist. No, that's not fair. Wait, you're a racist? Yeah, I'm being ironic. Oh, okay. You see what I'm doing? Because mm-hmm. by saying that all Italians are racist, I'm being If you racist. have to explain the joke, it Do you sucks. get it? Uh, so the, the turning point for Giorno is that he is walking along someday and there's just a man like bleeding in a bunch of grass. In an alley. Yeah, well, it's got like outside the it's alley. It's between buildings. It's like... It's in a shadowy... Uh, grassy... It's near a concrete area. wall. Should we draw it for you guys? Yeah. Uh, and and Jordan is just sitting there, and then these like men come out, and they're like, hey, did you see a guy run by here? And Jordan doesn't know why, but he's like, yeah, he went that away. That away. He did one of those things. Um, and we also noticed then that... Not only did he misdirect the men, tell them to go somewhere else, but he had... He put him in the tall grass. Right. He already had his stand, which we know lets life grow. So he grew taller grass around the man to protect him. The man knew this somehow. Well, he knew that the the kid lied for him. um, And he then is just sort of like, thanks for that. So if someone tries to cut this grass, do they get murdered? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, yes. he has a range. But, yeah, if he was standing there and someone started mowing the grass, they would just get chopped up. Oh. It would be fucking metal. It would be the power of the, of the lawnmower. Uh, yeah, exactly. It would be like just blades cutting through you. So the guy he saves turns out to be a gangster who watches over him for the rest of his life. Right. And it gives him this twisted sense of right and wrong. Yeah. Because, like, he's a... The, he, witnesses him he doesn't witness but he hears of this gangster who protects him for the rest of his life kill a drug dealer and he's just like that's good yeah i mean it is the idea i think araki kind of paints this part of italy as just like it's all filled with crime and the police don't care and that's the only form of justice which is a vicious stereotype against italians yeah and it's also just not necessary it's it's too cut and dry it's a way to resign yourself to things i mean i don't know i've never grown up in poverty uh moving on (laughs) um i don't like just wait till you grow up in poverty uh wait i can't do that a lot of the fleshing out of this is done by the anime studio and some of it i think is a good idea i like it i really don't like the scene where the kid is like you shot my dad 
And the guy's like, I kill your dad because he sold drugs, even to women and children. Your dad is scum. And then he's like, no, you're that's scum. Not, that's not what he said, though. He was like, I killed your dad because he was selling drugs on my turf. Yeah. And also sold to women and children. Like, that was, like, not the real reason. The real reason because he was selling drugs on his turf. Right. It's not like he was like, well, I can't kill that guy. I mean, just because he's selling on your turf, boss. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a bad guy. Like... Look, he's a gangster. It's nice that he's nice to Jordan, though, but don't try to make him seem like a good guy. In this universe, <gasps> gangsters are good. The ending song should have been like, uh, like What Up Gangsta by 50 Cent. Or some some know. 50 Cent song. 50 Cent wasn't around yet, was he? Yeah, he's like 2003 or some shit. Oh, shit, you're right. He's like 2002. What if Jordan was like, I want to be a wangster? It could have been that oh, NWA song. Paradise would have worked. Yeah, or NWA's Gangsta, Gangsta. I don't know that one. Hmm. Uh, so Giorno is, uh, oh yeah, they also make it so that, uh, so the guy somehow makes these nice things happen for Giorno. The bullies are like, yeah, yeah, we'll hang out. And Giorno's dad is like, ugh, fine, I won't hit you. Everybody's so nice to him. The ice cream man gives him extra ice cream. I wish the ice cream man gave me extra ice cream. Did you say, did you say before that, um, the reason why Giorno was nice to the man in the, in the in the alley was because he looked lonely just like him oh no i wrote that i i just said he didn't know why i forgot about no, that No, he wrote that yeah he said because uh, he was lonely he's lonely like me he's lonely and sad and join like me nobody likes me either people beat me up too i i added i added that right instead of being like that guy deserves to get his ass kicked this is uh not in order but is Jorno's not his original name he has a japanese name first or yeah, his name is Haruno Shobana, and they change oh. it into Chobani Yogurt. That's Greek. Oh, they change it into Giorno Joanna. Uh, is John Stamos the, the spokesman for Chobani? Uh, readers write in. He's my spokesman for whatever, shut up. Uh, Giorno then says that he had then begun, began, begun. He had begun. To uh, want to become a gang star. Instead of a Serie A star. What? He says he doesn't want to become a Serie A star. What is that? What was that, that Series A? Serie A is the top Italian football league. Ah. Is that what they said in the thing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they, they did say Series A. Jackie, and that's where also you were like, did he say Senshi? He did say Senshi. Maybe. I it's think. Serie A. I think he's a... Senshi is the Sailor Scouts. So then... And what, what city does this take place in? Is it Napoli? Naples? He's like, he wants to be a gangster, and it says, yes, I want to be a gangster, and then you see, he's like, it's like the politics are corrupt, and the police don't protect people, and then you see like an evolution of like the kid yes, I love slowly this. evolving into an uh, Italian blonde man. Yeah, yeah, it's like a nice, <laughs> smooth evolution, and then I am blonde, my hair is complicated. Miles, it takes place in Naples. Napoli. Napoli. And then... Good team in Napoli. All right. And then cut to Lick. Yeah, they by jump. Cardi they, B. They jump into the present, or you know the the well, the episode we just saw last week, and so it's basically the continuation of Bruno and Giorno's fight. Guys, I've been thinking about it. Uh huh. Um, does Bruno's licking count as assault? I think it's assault. I would call it assault for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't like it. I like Bruno, but I wouldn't like it if a stranger licked me. I don't care how sexy. Would you they like are. it if they punched you and unzipped your skin? He's assaulting him. That's, what he, <laughs> That's he, true. He's supposed to assault him. That's true. 
This is all assault. <laughs> I, I don't know. If, it's yeah, the, not. It's, it's sexy assault. The licking is the mildest part of this. I guess that's true. <laughs> It'd be but a licking, really shitty gang if the they just licked is, people. The licking is sexual assault, and everything else is just mm, regular mean person assault. You're right. I don't want true. any of it to be clear. To be clear. <laughs> okay. I, I would not like to be unzipped or licked. Well, yeah, which one would you like less, though? Uh, the unzipping feels like a weird body horror thing. I think that would hurt a lot. Think about... Think about zippers. Think about like when you get something caught in a zipper. But now I'm the zipper and things get caught in me. It's my revenge. Isn't that the one? <laughs> yeah, but think about Saliva. The band? That was like click, click, boom. And no one liked that music, but it was in every movie in like 2006. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, cool. That's not going in the podcast ever, by the way. <laughs> now everyone knows that you like Saliva. I didn't like Saliva. I know. Don't you fucking try to flip this on me, Jackie. No one liked Saliva. True. Anyway... Um, so we got licky, licky lick, and uh, zipper powers that I don't okay. understand. Yeah. So first of all, at some point he says zipper man, uh, which again, like boy man man is an awful translation, but it's like this minor character, the worst part of part four. This is Bruno. This is an important turning point in Giorno's Wait, uh, what? narrative. His name is like Sticky Sticky fingers. Sticky or fingers. Right? It's Sticky fingers. Which is a Rolling Stones album. That's right. Which, which has be- my favorite Rolling Stones song on it, Beast of Burden. Oh, okay. I didn't even say Brown Sugar. I was like, all right, but I think Brown Sugar's older. I think it's on there. Oh, uh, no, it is on there. I know that. Uh, I like Paint It Black the most. Paint It Black's my favorite. I don't know what it's on. That's a that's an older one for sure. But uh, yeah, Sticky Fingers. Uh, and it's weird when he yells sticky fingers and it says zipper man. That's so that's why our emailer was saying they should just call him zipper fingers. But yeah, I don't it's understand. so far off because he's a he's he is like a zippery stand. But he doesn't have fingers. Like our fingers aren't important. He, but he's a man. That's important. Yeah, but I like the but stand names have nothing to do with the stands usually. Yeah. Although I don't know if you get extra life pummeled into you, that's a gold experience. What if right? it was sticky man? Let's think oh. of all the different combinations. No, 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 stinky no, no. man. Ugh. <laughs> No. Stinky fingers? Fingers, man. <laughs> Z- zipper stink. Uh, I don't know. Man zip. Mm. Moving anyway. on. Mar- marzipan. Mark, I've watched this episode and I still don't know how the body parts uh, came out of uh, Giorno's mouth. Oh, basically at some point... Uh, he unzipped Giorno and I don't think put you, fingers inside of him. I think you can't feel the zippers because that's why like the bystander later, that kid doesn't notice that Bruno has jumped inside him. Oh, so they don't hurt. Right. So he unzipped the side of Giorno's head, jammed a bunch of fingers in there and then closed it and he unzipped his fist and put an eyeball in it. And but when? It. You, you don't know. You just can't see it. His stand has some range. His stand probably reached over and was like... Whoop. Oh, so his stand can do things without you seeing it like yeah. fast. I mean, I'm sure that he could see it if he was looking for it because he's a stand user. Jordan, I mean, he probably could have seen it, but I guess the idea is, you know, he did it before he walked into the funicular or whatever. Okay. Also, David Production must have gone through every asset folder on like some media like catalog for zippers because they're going to have to use like every fucking zipper sound effect in the book. I love zipper sounds though even when it, when sticky fingers like retreats like goes back into bruno it's like zip, like it makes a zipping sound yeah i like that maybe they it's made great. all of their own zipper noises um by the way when ultra violence was a thing it was this awesome fashion brand that um this guy i think got the the okay from lucky land to do it was super expensive it, they didn't ship outside japan i was super bummed they had a hoodie where the sleeves would unzip the way sticky fingers eventually unzips and it's mm. super fucking cool 
So the parts of the the hoodie end up almost like springy, like ribbons, you know? Do you like fashion? I'm a huge fashion guy. Mm. Uh, He said wearing his 80th graphic tee. Um, (laughs) So let's see, see, see. So they end up fighting and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so uh, Jarno is like being attacked and he's like, my power gives things life. But I don't know what happens if I try to use my attack on a human, which I think is kind of nice. Like he's never he's had this power like since he was a kid. And well, he's, he's only never... discovered it a couple. Like he's only been aware of it for a couple months. Yeah, but the first thing I would do if I had a power is I would try it on everything and see what happened. True. Right. You wouldn't be scared. Like I normally grow trees and shit. Let me touch a person. You wouldn't be worried. No. 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 I would find. Well, I don't know. Because I, well, I wouldn't think about. That. I would try it on like a like a mouse first or something, you know, and see what uh, happened on a living you're, thing. You're like a lab uh, scientist. No, Giorno's definitely a vegan. No. Yeah, I, he definitely is. It reminds me of, uh, which, which guy is it? Is it, oh, it's Cars in part two when he gets the uh, Asia stone and stuff, spoilers, and his hand turns into a squirrel and he just sitting there, he looks like very one with nature. His hand turns into a squirrel that then eats through a bunch of Nazis. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I said all that. That's all stuff that really happened. <laughs> um, it just reminds me of that. The idea this of like show's weird. Creating life. It's weird. Um, so they, yeah. So Jordan the Wonders, what happens? He does manage to hit Bruno once. But at first, I think Bruno dodges it a bunch. Like it kind of shows that his stand gold experience isn't that good. It's not like the hyper fast crazy diamond or star platinum. But he says Muda. He yells Muda. He eventually hits bruno in the arm and then in the chest he's like he's like you're a stand user and and giorno is like oh what i would love it if giorno was like oh you mean my friend and then he just kept calling it friend and they were like it's stand we all say stand (laughs) stop it (laughs) and he's like but that's not a very intuitive name and and giorno hits him and so he he gets slammed against the 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 back of the train and giorno is like that should have like broken bones or something but he's fine what's up with that right and then Um, and then weird shit happens and he's hit with he's his hit with the power and it i thought it was like hamon or something because he was like i'm overflowing with power it's the gasoline of life i see time time all slow he gets up he accidentally rips the handle off part of the funicular when he goes to stand up he accidentally like shoots up in the air his, just like his muscles are working way harder than he thought. He thinks he can slow down time and then see things and stuff. And he see, right. then he sees himself outside of his body. Um, and he realizes he's merely gone berserk. And he, try, he tries to punch uh, Giorno and it goes through him. And, he, and then, yeah. He looks back and he sees his body getting up slowly. So he's like, wait, so that's me. And he realizes that. Because he says to Jorno, if, if your stand gives people more power, it's the worst stand ever. Mm. Um, which is kind of accidental foreshadowing, in my opinion, to a much later part. Wait, what? To a later part. What um, happens? Nothing. I don't think it's the worst power uh, power ever because you can then you can power up your friends. It's a buff. It's a power up. Oh, that's up. true. You know? Then yeah. you're a support character. That's right. Yay! That's right. Um, so he realizes basically that Jorno kind of imbues things with life. He kind of so, but if you're already a living thing, uh, it makes it so you kind of your consciousness just gets out of sync with your body, because your consciousness, for whatever reason, is just like invigorated with energy, and you kind of just go nuts. It's a it's a bit of a stretch to connect those two powers. Uh, 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 okay. Seriously, it turns. So you just get so much life that you're like fucking spirit. Right. You're goes like the stand is giving me life right now. 
I see. And then you just lose it. It's a, it's a bit of a stretch to say he can turn inanimate objects into <clears throat> animate objects that reflect damage back onto the attacker. And if he hits a human with it... Like a living thing, then Their it, consciousness separates. Yeah, then they just... They're, it's just too much life. And, but they also don't... They don't do the reflect thing. Right. So it, it is becoming like sort of a Swiss Army thing. Like that was kind of the problem with Star Platinum... But it's more interesting than Star Platinum, I think. Um, I do like Star Platinum, but it is less like he can draw really well, which is never used in combat or to solve too many problems. He can see far. Not everything's about combat, dude. Yeah. You need to have pursuits outside of fighting, like art. But I love seeing a stand. Bird watching. I like seeing a main character stand that can't hit very very hard. I think that's Mm. very brave for Araki to do with a, a main character. A Jojo. You mean, okay. A gang star you mean like of the show. When Koichi had his little egg thing that right. didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, but that's also, Koichi wasn't the protagonist. He wasn't the Joe star. You know what I mean? He wasn't. He's a Hirose. But he was a star. Yeah, he, he was, was a gang main, star. He was the main character. Uh, so yeah, then Gold Experience punches Bruno really hard. And this is some really cool animation, especially here. Because Bruno has to just watch his body get hit and it happens in slow-mo. And we see his tooth get knocked out. And his cheek starts bleeding. Um, really well animated, this whole thing. Yeah. They spent a lot of money on this. Mm. And I, I, I want to rewatch it, cause, especially because some of it is hard to interpret, but yeah. also just because it looked so good. Um, also, we had to stop and start because Crunchyroll sucks. Yeah, that happened. Um, so he starts to feel a slow, sharp pain. Yeah. And that, that's when he gets knocked down, and then he gets back up, and Sticky Fingers and Gold Experience start fighting each other. Yeah. But Bruno is making uh, waves, but then... Jorno uh, is like, now I know I have this power. Cool. But Bruno is like, all right, I'm out. And he runs. Um, and so Jorno follows him through the city, and eventually there's like a crowded alley with a bunch of people. And oh, um, throughout... Um, what's his name? Bruno, Giorno? Bruno, Bruno is asking Giorno why he killed um, fucking Leaky Eye. Right. And Giorno at one point says it was an accident. Like he kind of tells him, he's like, what if I told you, you know, I didn't do it on purpose. Do you think Leaky Eye is named after Lisa Left Eye Lopez? Ooh. No. Oh. But he did burn his boyfriend's house down. Oh. Well, Left Eye did that. I mean, she threw his shoes in the bathtub. I know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. She, like, I remember on the... her only positively. Well, yeah, we, don't, we don't try to bring people down after they're dead, Mark. I don't put any member of TLC in front of my rose-colored glasses. Hmm. You know what I mean? I see them for who they were. Scrubs? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Bruno just like kind of walks into a crowd of people and like disappears. And Giorno is like, fuck, where is he? And he's just looking at these people. The people all bumped into each other. Oh, the, also the reason why he he ran away is because he needs to take uh, Jorno alive. He said that. Right, and Jorno realizes like, oh shit, he could come find me later. And warn the night. rest of the gang or something. Right, all of these people could come out of the woodwork. I have to kill this guy now or I have to go after him now anyway. Um, so but yeah, th- then he gets lost in a crowd. Jorno's like, where did he go? All the people in the crowd were like, hey, why'd you bump into me? And Jorno's like, fuck, if he can unzip things. Also, Bruno unzipped the side of the car and walked out of it. 
But I thought that was an obvious application, mm. right? Of the zipper thing. Yeah, but it was still cool. Walking through walls. Zip. How does he, when he zips people, where, what is this like galaxy that lives inside of us? What is this? There's, there is a galaxy that lives inside of all it's of us. It's a zipper dimension. Because we're complicated so, people. What's interesting about that? We're all made of stars. I don't like is that it. a Moby song? Um, I don't believe in it. It's also a... It's a about like Carl Sagan thing. Isn't yeah. It? We're all made of star stuff. Yeah. So he got thing, it from Moby though. Oh, Jackie, the thing is, is that like, yeah, Bruno will unzip your face and leave something in your mouth, like on your tongue. He'll unzip the side of a car and walk out on the sidewalk on the other side of the car. But yeah, it seems like he can also fit things into impossible places. And when we see him unzip stuff, it's not like you start bleeding immediately. You see like this purple black swirlingness. So I don't know if he can open into like hammer space. Yeah, I don't know if he can do cool sex stuff with it. We don't well, know he definitely that. Said he no one asked put, that. He definitely said he could oh. put anything in your mouth. So He did say that. <laughs> um, and with the zipper, like he can, I, I assume he can very easily unzip clothing. I'm... Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so Giorno is like, oh, fuck, one of these citizens, yeah, one of these people is probably, like, hosting Bruno without realizing it right now. So uh, a fly lands on this kid, and this kid is annoyed by the fly and the starts fly trying to The fly is buzzing and it. bothering him. It's like... Right. I would also... That is what flies do. Right. And then the kid smacks the fly out of the air, which, by the way, pretty good. Um, you can't do that? Uh, I can do that. I, I did grab a small mouth today at work. It was bothering me. Oh, that probably felt gross, though. It was small. Okay. It felt great. Um, so, first of all, I want to point out here that Giorno sacrifices a fly. And this kid, who they realize is like 13, this what kid... What do you mean he sacrifices a fly? No, he doesn't sacrifice a fly. a fly. It's his tooth. It's it's Bruno's tooth that he transforms into a fly. Let's Let's get into it, but... Yeah, okay, okay, let's go back to that. Because it turns out the kid smacks the fly, but it was one of Giorno's stand flies, so he hits it, all that damage is reflected onto him, so he falls down, and Bruno pops out of the kid now. I don't really know why Bruno has to He's hop like, ow! Because was Bruno controlling the kid or something? Or did the kid just slap it onto the out of his own volition? I don't How really does know. he fit inside a kid? I, this is another thing with like the logistics of fitting inside somebody. That kid looked like smaller than him. It's a ham- it's hammer space. You need to you fit everything. Find a kid who's one size up. <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys know that he shares a stand with Mary Poppins? Oh, and that's wow. how she pulls that like a standing lamp out of a bag. Mm. He also flies away with an umbrella. Uh, so yeah, this is Jordan that basically catches Bruno. And then Bruno does something with his arm, like to demonstrate how his zipperiness can help him in combat. Do you guys see this? So, what? It's like Bruno does something with his arm. I think he's like kind of zipping and unzipping it to kind of make it hard to tell where he's going to attack from. Doesn't he switch I'd, arms with the kid? Eventually. I think at, I think at this point, I oh. don't know what the fuck is happening. Okay. Period. I, well, I looked None down to write a note and then looked back up and was like, what is he doing? Um, but the thing with the fly is he smacks the fly away and we see the fly kind of fall on the ground and die and it turns into a tooth and Giorno says to Bruno, yeah, I turned your tooth that I knocked out into a fly. You hit the fly, the damage was reflected. Right, and because it was your tooth, it was trying to come back to you because also part he of said its that? power... Yeah, he said that. Yeah. He said your tooth was trying to come back to you. That's why... So basically, it's like oh. that's how he knew where, the, where he was because oh. that fly pursued that kid which contained... And had contained Bruno all zipped up. Now, did the frog try to come back to... To Giorno. Yeah. For, but why? Yeah, I guess his luggage knew who he was. So... Okay. 
Yeah, wait, it, it shouldn't have gone to him. It should have gone to Koichi then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, but maybe, maybe it's like... Maybe it was just random. If it doesn't have like a true owner, then it go always goes back to Jorno. Let's like pretend it's, it's a, that because like teeth, t- like a, a tooth is like a thing that grew your DNA. on you. Let's yeah. do all the work for Araki. Yeah, let's that's think what about we, this that's for what a second. I mean, so he his, turns cash into butterflies that do come back to him. So his power is that he can turn objects into living things that also will come back to you or something whatever because they have a mind of their own but they come back to something and if you hit them it hurts you and does a tooth not count as a living thing no no not when it's out of your body the nerve teeth are not tooths are not living the the nerve part is but that doesn't come out okay and then so if you cut your finger off that doesn't count as a living thing anymore right Uh, i think so it's formerly a living thing it's more like cutting off your fingernail okay so what makes it a living thing a finger's not living what it's got blood circulating through it. And if you cut it, it if you endings. cut the finger, it's not the alive. The tooth has a nerve ending. It's separated Right, from but that doesn't come out when it gets knocked out. I don't know. What if it does? Wake up feeling horny. Um, and then... I'm confused by this. And then it reflects. We can't even make it two episodes in. But then also... <laughs> but then also if he uses it on a person, then they just... There's a lot happening with this power mark, and it doesn't really. We're gonna have to just kind of glaze over sense. it. Yeah, like how does Floss the truth make? Well, the, never mind. I guess if you make part of someone into an animal, it goes back to them. The other stuff we can assume is just happenstance. If okay. I if I have trouble with this, what am I gonna think when uh, King Cruel when King K Rule comes along? Anyway. Uh, so, oh yeah, so first he, Bruno flaunts his arm around, I guess, because his zippers can give him extended range and make it confusing and stuff. Uh, faces off the boy. What? I just wrote what's happening. Cause, so uh, let me tell you what I wrote down. We'll see what, ha- what's, we'll see what actually happened. His tooth returns to him, hitting himself with his own power. Come at me. They fight. Wait, oh yeah, that's wait, right. Wait, wait. Hitting himself oh. with his own power was because when you tried to hit the fly because that was your tooth and it was a part of you then you'd be hitting yourself but you're hit with it's your power that's reflected back because you're hitting it with your power and then your power is reflected i don't know it was if something you like want that. to email us you something. can do so by writing to jojo's bizarre pod like at gmail.com and then he was like come at me and they fight wait wait but the thing is i wanted to get back to is jackie is, is okay the, the thing with the fly isn't it's still a fly even if Giorno makes it. So then by smacking and killing the fly, aren't we just killing animals? Isn't it Giorno's fault for creating an animal knowing that it's going to be hurt or killed? He's like God. He's giving life to teeth and making them fly. I don't I don't know. Mm. I don't have the answers. What are the Is moral? it a fly? Is it a tooth? Who knows? That's, I think I say that, that into my mouth every day. But either way he hurts the kid. I think if it's yeah. if, if it's if he's creating life, then yeah, it's it's just a sacrifice that he has to make every day. Then again, who cares about flies? Not me. Yeah, me neither. I also don't care it's about like flies. Abraham and, and Flyzik. So it turns out he's not a vegan. Because mm. mm. he uses animal products. Yeah. Oh. What if he like never goes? He he could. What if he never goes hungry because he just like makes fucking tables oh, into no. cows or something and like because what if his power switches off and then them? he's just full of wood <laughs> <laughs> i don't know because once buys ca- like cheap stuff and turns them into like 
chickens. What if, yeah, when the chemical composition <laughs> jam, oh my God, let's stop. So Bruno is like fighting Giorno and then Giorno has gold experience, punch Bruno in the arm and Bruno flies back and, you know, Giorno thinks that he has it. But then Bruno. Wait, I think that if you kill the living thing, then it turns back into the thing that it was, right? Yes. So if you try to turn into a chicken and then eat it, when you start to oh. eat the chick, when you start to kill it, then it will turn back into whatever weird thing you made it, and then you can't eat it. Right, mm. you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Unless you ate it while it's alive, and then it would turn back, and that'd be bad. You're so right. chicken it would turn sushi. back in your like stomach. So Jordano punches Bruno in the left arm, and Bruno flies back, and so you know Jordano at this point thinks that Bruno is then going to be like, I'm all berserk, flipping out. I don't know what's happening, but Bruno gets up and retaliates and punches. Uh, Giorno with sticky fingers and so Giorno takes a, a bad hit and he's just all unzipped he's just a pile of zippers laying there and Bruno's like you're probably thinking you're probably asking me how'd you think how'd, you, how'd I get in this situation um, and so Bruno explains like I unzipped the arm from the kid and zipped it to my arm this way when you hit me it wasn't affecting my consciousness so they've now assaulted what? They've now assaulted this child. Taken his arm off. And then they took his arm briefly. Then Giorno punched that arm, which meant the kid, if he's still awake, went berserk. Because he got imbued uh, with the gold experience power. So he's using somebody else's body part as a shield um, to protect him. So it's not his consciousness, but someone else's consciousness, which is attached right. to... A 13-year-old body. drug addict. Um. All right, so we've learned. Let, this is a rule that will never be broken: is that consciousness. That's right. <laughs> con- Going to tattoo it to my arm. Consciousness is tied specifically to the body part. I believe that. that I think that'll affected. stay. I think that'll stay. Okay. Um, then Bruno, you know, goes to attack Giorno, but Giorno stands up. Rips off his arm because it's it's practically almost unzipped anyway. So he rips zips it like like but but so he rips off his own arm mm. like he rips and it and throws it. It's not that bloody though because it's mostly unzipped. It's sort of like when a scab is almost all the way off, but it you're was, like, oh, the last part is gonna was, hurt. So there, so what's his face? Put a zipper on it. Yeah, yeah. He okay. was like mostly unzipped anyway. So he okay. just tears Fine. the rest of it off. He, didn't, he doesn't have enough strength to just rip his arm off. He can't do that. And okay. zoom punches Bruno. That's right, zoom punch, which. Is, I don't know. It's weird that he does that and then hits him with gold experience. Like, your stand probably has enough range. How much could you really have hurt someone with your ripped off arm? I don't know. It's just shocking, though. Bruno remarks on this. He's like, wow, he even threw his own arm at me. Um, but then Bruno does manage. I mean, yeah. Giorno does manage to hit Bruno. Bruno's uh, consciousness is now outside of him and he's losing his fucking mind. But then he doesn't hit him. Uh, and Bruno's like, fuck, this is going to hurt if he really hits me a lot of times or whatever. He's like, I don't think I could stand all that pain. But Giorno just keeps walking past him and just walks out of range. So Bruno returns into his body and is not attacked. And he's like, why didn't you hit me? I wanted it, daddy. And Giorno was like, I know you're a good person because I saw the way you looked at that kid's arm because it has track marks. Um, and I saw something else. I don't Wait, know. Wait, is this a very special episode of JoJo's? Ding, 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 ding. Are they going to talk about drugs now? Uh, nope. Oh. Araki forgot about drugs. <laughs> um, and I then, thought it was nice how he's like, this is how I know you're a good person. And he just kind of laid it all out. I the reason he's a good sweet. person is because he hesitated upon seeing the track marks on the boy's arm and, and didn't immediately attack Giorno. That's yeah. what he says. Yeah. 
Okay. I think that might be one of the reasons we're forgetting. I don't remember. Also, though, um, so then at some point, by the way, they do zip the kid's arm back on. It'd be nice oh, if he, if he exchanged that. it. If he was like, you can have my arm. It doesn't have track marks in it. No, I don't want that track mark arm. Gross. Oh, come on. Um, yeah, Kids, if you're listening, yeah. track marks are gross. Stop it. Just That's don't. the only reason not to do drugs. <sighs> it's not in vogue. Uh, so yeah, Jordan always like, by the way, it's kind of condescending to just be like, I can tell you're a good person. I'll be like, who the fuck made you judge? What is no, this? It's because he can read other people. Uh, I guess, but that's like, I don't know. Don't show that, you know, don't admit that. And I'll be like, I know you're a good person. Like, eh, fuck off. Only God can judge me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just because I'm a good person doesn't mean I'm still not going to kill you because I'm supposed to kill you. Yeah, it's his job. And he's like, you're not going to kill me. I think at some point he says, like, you, if you wanted to, I, you could have, like, <clears throat> made me rolling around in pieces or something like that. Like, he, he implies that Bruno had hesitated. That he held back. Or he held back at some point. But he goes, you're not going to kill me. You're, you're going to join, join me. me. Right. And Giorno says that he loves, yeah. he loves the city. And he wants to get rid of the drug trade. So he just explains that he wants to join the gang in order to overthrow it. And that they'll take over. Yeah, Does he have to do that? Take over the organization. I'm very skeptical of this idea. He's like, I'm going to be the change from within. Because that works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he also could have just like been a police. He could have been a, become a police yeah. officer and, and changed the corrupt police. He could have been a vigilante like Batman. But, but the thing he could is, have been a vigilante. Well, he, yeah, it's pretty much vigilante. Maybe police. No, but with this, he could have been a politician and changed no, the system from within. Definitely not. Because what he can do here—that's what he's doing here with the gang. No, as a gangster, you can kill people. You could take over and like execute people. You can kill people as a cop. You can't kill other cops as a cop, Jackie. Stop it. I'm All seeing right. you trying to figure right, it out. Fine. You can't do it. A gangster can, can go in there things, but I and be will. like, oh, this fucking Luca guy. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Have him killed. And you can just like reorganize it all. And then you can get close to the boss. Maybe no one gets, you know. But he has, to do, he has to be sneaky about it now. So is the rest of this show going to be like The Wire? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Great. Actually, this, this fighting gold intro we saw is the last thing. Next, it's going to be a <laughs> Japanese version of when you walk in the goddamn... <laughs> You better hold on to Jesus's hand. I've never finished the wire. I like the. Me neither. Like, we have like five episodes only. I like the first intro. Well, walk through. The, it's slower. I like that one too, but I am a big Tom Waits fan. So. All right. Tom Waits sounds like, like a cigarette factory. I don't know how to describe it. He sometimes has a nice voice, but that should have been the ending music. Just, just Tom Waits yelling about a boat or whatever he does. Um. Yeah, listen to Tom Waits. Uh, so, he, so he wants to join a gang. He wants to work his way up, and then he wants to make everything good. And yeah, he wants to be a gang star. I Do mean, he, he's like fifteen, right? He's he's uh, he's ideal idealist. Yeah, right? but I'm worried he'll become corrupted by this idea. It's possible. That's like true. the initiation will be like kill a child. Imagine if if Araki wrote like a nuanced sort of gray. Wait, area. he doesn't do that. Like thing where it's like, is this really what I wanted? No, I don't know. I actually don't remember where what happens. Is it like Breaking Bad where he starts out like a good guy with good intentions and then by the end he's a horrible person and you're rooting for him to die? I can't. Or, or get caught or whatever? I can't talk to you about Is that. Is this JoJo's morally ambiguous adventure? <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't talk to you about that. Can you just tell me? 
Um, did you guys think? Did you guys think that Bucciarati? How quickly did you think Bucciarati was going to be a friendo? As soon as uh, I saw uh, the opening credits, immediately. No, no, no. Oh, the opening that, credits. Before that. Before I, you even saw him. Previous episode, I was like, he's probably going to be a good uh, friend. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot that he, there's no credits in the first episode. First episode, I was like, he just looks cool, and he looks like they could be friends. Right. I don't know. And Miles, last episode I meant to ask. Um, yeah? How did you feel when you found out this was in Italy? As an Italian man? Yeah, I, I feel like I, did maybe ask. I did ask this. Yeah. There was something else I wanted to ask you, but fuck you. I'm filled with nationalist oh, pride. How did you, wait, don't use that word. How did you feel when you realized that Giorno was, when this protagonist was Dio's son? Um, I didn't ask that, right? I think it's and I think it's cool and now that I know that it's going to be Jojo's morally ambiguous adventure I think it fits even better. Yeah. Yeah. It's true he's kind of bad. Yeah. <clears throat> he I think um Jorno is going to be the most complex Jojo that we see because he's going to be wrestling with the evil nature of his father and the also evil nature of his mother <laughs> and the also evil nature of his stepfather and the also and evil boyfriend. nature of all the gang members, but for some reason he's good because he's been because he's a little bit Joe Star through so much pain. I think it's also like because he just had to suffer so much at under the hands of evil people that he doesn't want to be the evil that destroyed his childhood. Yeah, you know, I'm interested to find out how they reconcile how he's a Joe Star and a Brando at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wonder what his daddy issues are going to be like. Well, you could have triple daddy issues. He has Tri- like at least triple dad. He has at least double daddy issues because you got <laughs> double daddy. You got the the Brando dad and the and the Joe Star dad. And he's got but he's got his evil Italian dad who is the only one who was actually around. It's true. But would hit him with a belt. This podcast is all about daddies. The daddy daddy Daddies and jaddies. Daddy no. pod. No. <laughs> daddies and jaddies. All right. Can we rename this to Daddy Pod? Jojo's, got, Bizar- <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Daddy Pod? We got a Jaddy and Double Daddy. And then the, the episode ends with a to-be-continued arrow. And then uh, just 90s R&B starts playing And over. then you see a bunch of characters that I don't know who they are, but there was a there was somebody that I uh, describe as a babe math teacher because she's a babe. I think it's a lady, but with the show, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know what she... I, until she introduces herself to me, I don't know what she identifies as. I'm using female pronouns for that reason. But anyway, for what... Because I want to. Uh, but anyway, she looks like a babe math teacher and that's how I feel. Because, well, you say that because she has like... She has a skirt and she's wearing pink. And well, the skirt has plus minus division symbols on it. Yes. Right? Math. I was I was worried you'd be like, I didn't notice that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she's just a math teacher. Yeah. Did you guys see anything else interesting? Like looking at the characters or were you just thinking about Jodeci? <laughs> and how that's where Casey and Jojo came from? I didn't look at anybody else. I just noticed no. the babe. Yeah. This is what I do. Is I this going to be babes. like the Godfather? Some of them are cool. I mm, we'll get into it. I don't know. I think some of the designs are over JoJo in this arc, but I think I've said this before. They're over JoJo. They're overly JoJo. How can that be? It's JoJo. You'll see what I mean. I love all of this. I like it. The more over the top the show is, the better it is. I just wish I understood what was happening. <laughs> I don't think you have to. You can just kind of like it's like when like when you watch. Like when, like for example, I used to have to cover high school sports, and they'd send me to like lacrosse, and I don't know any of the rules of lacrosse, but I'd be like, okay, this team needs to go left and put it in that net, and I get that. That's how I feel about JoJo's. Yeah, but haven't you ever learned how something works and realized how much better it is, and then you wish that you understood others? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I have no hope of doing that. Like I was at, I, I watched a hockey game yesterday, and I had a good time, 
and it was probably the most I've actually paid attention to a game in a while. But there were still moments where I was like, I, why? I think that was good. That's true. I do, I do enjoy sports more when I can understand why things are the way they are, but I have no hope of that happening with the show. I leaned over to Bill, who's a huge hockey fan, Bill, friend of the show, and I was like, Bill, do you think that they also, like, I was like, why do they turn it around so well this third period? A Devils won last night, by the way. Uh, it was a good Go game. Devils. Um, and I was like, I was like, do you think that they won because of this and that? And he's like, yeah, I think that had something to do with it. And I was like, what about this other thing? And he was like, I am a little too drunk to really give you that kind of analysis right now. <laughs> I was like, fair, fair enough. I appreciate the clarity. When you were at the Prudential Center, uh, mm-hmm. were you unnerved by the devil's mascot at all? No, he doesn't bother me. He's fine. Oh, he freaks me out. Oh, I wish he was more realistic and horrifying. No, I think the fact that he has a giant smiling mouth is, is really unnerving. Is no, it a devil? It's a cute devil. It's, it's a devil. Is it I'm a the devil. devil. Uh, let me look it up. I don't know why this is still a podcast. I'm I think sorry. The if nice you guys have to stop, it's fine. <laughs> the nice devil is even scarier to me than the horrifying devil. Because like, <laughs> you can like imagine trusting him and then him like twisting that trust into something awful. If you want us to read your emails on the podcast. Oh, I don't like it. And please feel free yeah, to write. That, that's, that's not really it. I actually found the wrong one. Oh. Uh, again, you can write to us. Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Like, also, follow us on Twitter. Please do. Uh, at JJB Pod is our account. And we also post on SoundCloud if you want to go over to soundcloud.com slash JJB Pod. We're on like everything. We're, on, we're not on LinkedIn. We're on Twitch. <laughs> we should get on LinkedIn. We're on uh, VK. Um, what? What's it's, VK? It's the Russian social media. By the way. You're uh, thinking RT? No, that, no oh, that's, that's the news. propaganda okay. news. VK is a real thing. Uh, also follow uh, for no reason twitch.tv slash on reload I don't know why I said that's that that's you that's your channel I don't know what that has to do with no, anything that's you no one has listened to this far we started You're talking about promoting sports. yourself thanks for listening everybody uh, we love you go watch a thing learn about it and understand and like it even more he, he's unnerving in the same way as the Burger King is unnerving you know what I mean like he has that unmoving face <laughs> <laughs>